Loch Ness is a long body of water in the north of Scotland, slicing across Great Britain like a gash made by a gigantic blade. It was launched to international fame in the early 20th century when George Spicer and his wife wrote to the newspaper, claiming to have seen a monstrous creature plunge into the water. On Saturday afternoon, while travelling along the east side of Loch, I saw the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I have ever seen in my life. It crossed my road about 50 yards ahead and appeared to be carrying a small lamb or animal of some kind. It seemed to have a long neck which moved up and down in the manner of a scenic railway and the body was fairly big with a high back, but if there were any feet they must have been of the web kind and as for a tail I cannot say as it moved so rapidly and when we got to the spot it had probably disappeared into the loch. Length from 6 feet to 8 feet and very ugly. Interest in the Loch Ness Monster or Nessie, as it's affectionately known, has been constant in the century since. Photographs of debatable authenticity, sonar explorations, and documentaries have made Loch Ness the world capital of cryptozoology. The Spicers weren't the first people to see the monster, though their sighting kicked off the mainstream interest. Some years earlier, a D. Mackenzie had been holidaying near the loch, and also claims to have seen a beast. I was on the rock above Abriachin, taking home Bracken in October, when I saw what I took to be a log of wood coming across the loch from Alduri side. The water was very calm at the time. I expected to go down the loch towards the river. When it reached the middle of the loch, however, it suddenly appeared to come to life, and it seemed to me to look exactly like an upturned boat, and went at great speed, wriggling and churning up the water in the direction of Urquhart Castle. It was an animal of some sort, and I have told the same story to my friends long before the present monster became famous. Speculation as to Nessie's true nature has been rife in the intervening years. Is it some kind of sea serpent? A species of plesiosaur which somehow survived the mass extinction of the dinosaurs and lived in secrecy into the modern age? For many, Nessie simply became a figure of the mysteries of nature, a gentle creature secluded from the world of man who asks only to be left alone. For centuries before modern pseudoscience arrived to try to explain the monster, legends have surrounded the loch of a kelpie, water horse or other fantastical creature. Often, this creature is far less gentle than the way Nessie is perceived today. The Life of Saint Columba, written in the 6th century AD, speaks of a monster in Loch Ness. The blessed man was obliged to cross the river Nessa, and when he reached the bank of the river, he saw some of the inhabitants burying an unfortunate man who, according to the account of those who were burying him, was bitten most severely by a monster that lived in the water. But the monster, which so far from being satiated, was only roused for more prey, was lying at the bottom of the stream, and when it felt the water disturbed, suddenly rushed out. Then the blessed man observing this, raised his holy hand, while all the rest, brethren as well as strangers, were stupefied with terror, and invoking the name of God, formed the saving sign of the cross in the air, and commanded the ferocious monster, saying, Thou shalt go no further, nor touch the man, go back with all speed. Then at the voice of the saint, the monster was terrified, and fled more quickly than if it had been pulled back with ropes. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Lapras. My name is Shen, and I love Lapras. Lapras happens to be my girlfriend Shen's favourite Pokemon. 
first started to love Lapras back in Red Version. Back then, it was pretty hard to find a Pokemon that could do electric and or like thunder and blizzard and ice beam and all of that. So that was what originally made me notice Lapras was that it had thunder and blizzard and ice beam. Normally on my team, I only have Pokemon who will evolve, but because Lapras had those moves, I didn't care that he didn't evolve. And then, as the games progressed, the, s the character of Lapras became more apparent. Lapras quite clearly takes inspiration from the legendary Loch Ness Monster. It is a rare creature with an almost mythical status, which resembles a plesiosaur with a shell. In the first generation games, Lapras could only be obtained by rescuing one of the Sylph Company employees. In Gold and Silver, it could only be caught in a specific cave on a certain day. In Pokemon Snap, initially Lapras can only be seen in the distance through a haze, not unlike the infamous early photographs of Nessie. All of these subtle references were almost rendered moot, as in the original beta translation of the games, Lapras was going to be called Ness. The actual name, Lapras, is an odd one. It seems to come from the name Laplace, a reference to French mathematician Pierre-Simon Laplace, who wrote several books on the mathematical properties of the sea and tides. He was the helper Pokémon, the Pokémon, every time you go surfing it's a little Lapras, and like, he's more... He's less about being a battle Pokemon and more a, he's more of a character. I just love how helpful he is. Because in my brain he's just like this lovable, healthy Pokemon that just wants to help everybody and he's just like the happiest thing whenever you like go surfing on him or whatever. It's just, I think half of it is like the expression on his face. He always looks like he's has like some kind of inside joke going on or like he's happy or... or He's just enjoying life. Many Pokedex entries describe Lapras as a gentle soul. In addition, Pokemon Sun says, Its high intelligence enables it to comprehend human speech. When it's in a good mood, it sings in its beautiful voice. Lapras' first appearance in the anime was actually in the episode Holiday Hijinks, which as I discussed on the Jinx episode, hasn't been seen since its original air date. In this episode, Jinx is a kind friend of Santa Claus, who assists Ashen friends because of their pure hearts. Later, in the Orange Islands season, Ash would get a Lapras all of his own. Ash's Lapras exhibited Lapras's other famous trait. It is the transport Pokemon. Artwork of a Pokemon trainer travelling over the waves is almost universally atop a Lapras. In the second generation games, the default surf sprite was a Lapras and in the 7th generation, the move Surf was replaced with a rideable Lapras. Far from being exploited, Lapras is fond of ferrying folks. The Pokemon Crystal Pokedex says, This gentle Pokemon loves to give people rides and provides a very comfortable way to get around. While in Ultra Sun, the Pokedex says, It likes swimming around with people on its back. In the Alola region, it's an important means of transportation over water. While the Loch Ness Monster is generally portrayed as kind and gentle, it is hardly known for letting folks ride it. 
On the other hand, there is a big aspect of Lapras' character which is very much like Nessie. Lapras is elusive. Pokemon Gold's Pokedex says, They have gentle hearts. Because they rarely fight, many have been caught. Their number has dwindled. And Pokemon Emerald says, People have driven Lapras almost to the point of extinction. In the evenings, it is said to sing plaintively as it seeks what few others of its kind still remain. The unspoken moral of all stories of legendary creatures, be they Bigfoot, Nkole Mbembe, or Nessie, is that we aren't supposed to find them. They live in the precious few parts of the world which still remain untouched by human interference. He was right. About there still being some mystery left in this world. And we can all have a piece of it. For the price of an admission ticket. That's the thing you come to learn about, Carl. His unfailing ability to destroy the things he loves. As King Kong or Jurassic Park tried to tell us, we cannot invade such places without destroying them. It is in our very nature. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I firmly believe that you can't be a Pokemon fan without caring about wildlife and the environment. That said, I don't think Pokemon's message is as pessimistic as the stories I referenced just now. In Pokemon Moon, the Pokedex says, these Pokémon were once near extinction due to poaching. Following protective regulations, there is now an overabundance of them. Pokémon's core theme has always been a balance and a coexistence between humans and the forces of nature. In fact, despite the optimism of Moon, Pokémon Ultra Moon tells us, They've been so cherished that there's now an overabundance. The fish Pokémon population has declined in waters with too many Lepras. Protecting nature and the environment is about balance. Lapras is gentle and good-natured, but it is still a Pokémon, and it can battle with the best of them. In the first generation, Lapras' bulky stats and spread of moves made it a bit of a beast. The march of time, and changes to the way stats and moves operate, saw it fall in usage a little. On the other hand, abilities and the infamous move Perish Song meant Lapras was a viable, albeit weird, pick in competitive Pokemon video gaming long after many of its Generation 1 stablemates fell into obscurity. Here in Japan, Lapras has been made the official mascot of Miyagi Prefecture. It appears on manhole covers, and some parks and lakes even have Lapras pedal boats. It has joined Loch Ness on the list of places my girlfriend and I want to visit one day. Lapras is a beautiful Pokémon. More than that though, it's an important one. It shows us how terrible we can be, but also how good. I hope to live in a world where whales swim freely, rainforests are planted rather than burned, and world leaders care as much about our planet as kids who play Pokémon. Music for Luke Loves Pokémon was written by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Thanks as always to our supporters on Patreon, who help keep the show on SoundCloud. If you're enjoying the show, find us on Twitter and Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN, 
and be sure to spread the word or get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next, Ditto and Eevee. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please get in touch. I love Lapras, and remember, I love you too. Special thanks this month to friend of the show Jay Moyles for reading testimonies so you wouldn't have to hear my horrible Shrek attempt at a Scottish accent. Len from 6 feet to 8 feet and very ugly. That could probably sum up me actually. <laughs> See you later Luke. <laughs>